0: There, and welcome back to Tune Chat, and Podcast. Now this week my guest is slightly different and different in the sense that it's the first guest we've had on that's had no connection to the music industry. So, so far we've had radio DJs, we've had band members and music podcast hosts. However, today's guest is none of those things but he is the host of the hit Scottish football TV show A View From The Terrace. He's a contributor and panellist on The Terrace Podcast. He is the creator of the blog Tell Paley Pele and The Pele Podcast and if that's not enough, I think he might be Palace Skateboards' number one customer in the UK. It's Craig <laughs> G. Telfer. How are you doing, Craig mate? Oh,
1: brilliant, Jordan. Nice to see you. Thanks
0: for asking me on. Nah, no problem. Do you agree with that, way, somebody there.
1: I do. You know, we've uh, we've been buying. I've been buying clothes. the The, the, the view for the, the view for the terrace is provisionally. There's none confirmed yet. Provisionally coming back in the middle of October when the the lower leagues come back in. So I've been buying my clothes for the, the third series and I've got about five palace tops <laughs> <throughout> <laughs> in my room sitting in their bags ready to go uh, for, for when the show starts so I can't, I cannot, cannot disagree with that that stuff's pretty cool
0: yep that is indeed anyway I've been asking everybody this and it's going to be kind of weird when I can't ask it anymore but how have you found the lockdown and what you've been up to during it?
1: <sighs> what I've been doing during it is not a lot to be honest not a lot I've got a pretty interesting game of football manager going with Queen's Park trying to win the Champions League with them And it's at that stage of the game, I don't know if you've ever found yourself in this stage where you go from... Like, I went back actually the other day and looked at my first signings. You're talking like loan signings from Montrose spending a thousand pounds on a player. Mm-hmm. My last signing I made in the game was for 75 million pounds. Oh, I've beaten Juve- Juventus and Atletico Madrid. Harry Kane was sacked as the Albion Rovers manager. <laughs>
0: you know, it gets to that stage <laughs> the game
1: when it's so ridiculous. Uh, just I just regens everywhere.
0: It just went mad. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's year 2036, so there's, there's no original players left in the game. But other than that, not a lot to be honest. I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate in the position I'm able to work from home, which is which is good. So I know a lot of people, a lot of people have different experiences, you know, being in furloughs, some people have, have lost their jobs, which is which is terrible in any climate, especially this one. So we're able to work from home, so it's okay. The only thing that I'm finding is that I don't have that demarcation between your personal life and your work life. I found a lot of the time like going into Glasgow for work, you'd have the train ride in. And the train ride home in that half hour, is almost like a buffer between the two. Yep. And don't have that anymore. So it's you're coming in, and I come into my living room. The first thing I see is my work computer and the desk that I've got set up here. And it's just a bit. I, I need that. Uh, I need that that buffer. I miss I going to the gym. Well, I'm, i feel absolutely hundred percent out of shape. <laughs> um, like I, I remember, remember scratching myself on my chest. This is about middle of <laughs> April. It's end of April, scratching myself on my chest, like, oh my goodness, where's your, where's your pet going? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just got worse. Uh, it's just got worse since then. So, I just, I'm just really, I think like a lot of people, Jordan, just kind of looking forward to getting back to normal. Uh, it life, life? Life. Whenever, when it, yeah, whenever, whenever that may be. But goodness knows, we were told at work. i nobody's really interested in talking about my, my work life. But we're told at work it won't be t- probably till December till we're allowed really? to go back into the office. So. My my heart sank at that. So, uh, but it's good to get the opportunity to talk to people like yourself uh, and well, to talk about bands and it music. Me, and I'm happy it this, is, this is good. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Good. I'm looking forward to it myself. Am I right in saying that you watched Still Game for the first time? The other week, the mm-hmm. First time ever. Uh, and am I right in saying that uh, you thought it wasn't for you?
1: You know something. I can when I watch Still Game, I can understand why people find it funny and why people enjoy it. Like see, like Mrs Brown's Boys, I can do that as well. I don't I don't mm-hmm. find it funny, but you can watch it and you can I, understand. The way the jokes are set up and the way the characters are, I just didn't find it funny. I just thought that a lot of the, the punchlines were just like an old man going, You bastard mm-hmm. like whether there's I'd said it in place of a proper joke. Uh, but I can understand, like I say, I understand why why people people mm-hmm. like it. I watched it all the way through. There was a couple of episodes that I thought were quite good. The one when they go Whitewater rafting on the Oh I didn't it was quite yeah. good. Yeah. One where uh, Jack and Victor pick up these. They think that they go into the theatre one night and they pick up these, like sort of posh, more upper class.
0: And they end up in uh, the house and stuff. And they got the house. Yeah, I thought uh, that was
1: quite funny. But it's just nah. It's.
0: Uh, um, I think it's, it's one of those programs. Like I quite like Still Game. Like until the sixth season, after the sixth season, it was terrible. But I quite liked it. But I think it's one of those programs. It's kind of wasted on like Twitter as well. Like you know that way, but it's like it seems as like some person's just a personality trait. It's just like saying these. Shit, still game jokes where that is just like play on like Scottish patter and stuff like yeah, that. You're like, yeah. ugh, come on! It's
1: just that's it's, that, that's I do think it's it's a very Scottish, very Scottish show. The way the characters are, I think that that uh, Greg Hempel and Ford Keenan are really good actors. Like chewing the fat. I, I love chewing the fat when I was when I was a, a boy when that was at Christ. You wouldn't have even been born when chewing the fat was nah, on. That I was don't about,
0: think so. No,
1: were you born like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand? Nine, nine, yeah. Right, aye. So Chewing the Fat, you'd have been you'd have been like an infant.
0: Aye, like, very, very young aye.
1: But it was a period where where like for a sketch show, you know, sketch shows are, are generally very hit and miss, but it was a period when Chewing the Fat was just like hit, 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 yeah. hit. You'd watch it was Thursday nights it would be on and everything was absolutely knocking it out of the park. So I am very fond of the two actors for for the work they did in Still Game. But just sorry. For the work they did with Tune, the fact that yeah, the yeah, still yeah. games, is
0: just,
1: uh, nah. I can, like say, I can understand why people like it. It's just, eh, uh, it's just not for me. It's but for that's me. like a lot of folk exactly. will probably look at club ballast skateboards and be like, this guy looks like an arse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Where, well, what do they know, mate? What do they know? Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, obviously, podcast not about still game, it's about music. So, is it fair to say that music, although it doesn't, it's not something you do or involve with professionally, but a big part of your life?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, before we started recording, Jordan, we were talking about uh, playing guitars and just the other week, last week, in fact, that, that you and I bo- just completely uh, at random both bought Fender Stratocasters, which is an, an incredible <laughs> coincidence. But yeah, my I, music's a massive part of my life. Like I started playing the bass guitar at the age of 14. And like playing, playing bands through school, playing bands into when I was at university, and and, and just after that, and I, I loved it. Some some great experiences, like writing songs, making music, playing live. That was all really great fun, and it just got to the stage where I think I was kind of using being in a band as like an excuse not to kick on. Yeah, like yes. if you, if you were, you're like you're still living at home, and you're working. It was like call center work. I was doing. Which wasn't relative. I mean, I've been at university and I, I felt as though, I felt, and my parents felt as though I should be doing something else. Where you'd say, Oh, I've got the band, and you would yeah. use that as an excuse. And it got to the stage where you've got to say to yourself, It's probably not going to happen. So kick on with other stuff. But I just, I love playing the guitar. I love playing it. I love collection of effects pedals too. I love making different sounds. I like creating textures and all that. And it's just great, you know, listening to music and. I love discovering new bands and new singers, and and just expanding your your horizon. You know, it's like it's a great feeling when you, you you start listening to someone for the first time, and it just completely blows your head off. Yep, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. So so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like music is a massive massive part of my
0: No, it's good. I like that. It was a good summary. So, what is your first three songs in, or what is your only three songs? What's your first song of the three?
1: The first song I've gone for is by The Blue Nile, and it is Over the Hillside, the first track from their 1989 album, Hats.
0: Very nice, very nice. Now, I should just add straight away before we go into this, that you are actually the first guest who has chosen songs that I had never really listened to before, and I had to go away listen <laughs> them. So, no, but I quite like that, That's really good. I hope that doesn't spoil the magic for the listeners, but I do know the songs that everybody picks before they come on. But mm-hmm. i had never really, never really heard of many of these songs before, so the Blue Nile are a Scottish band, I believe, so mm-hmm. tell me why you went for this song then.
1: The, the the Blue Nile are incredible. The the, the Blue Nile are like the, probably the ultimate cult band, and the sort of band where you want everyone to listen to, but then you also want no one to listen to them. Mm-hmm. They're still yours. Yeah, you know, they're still really precious. That that that's a completely like arrogant way to look at things. but I think a, a lot of people feel that way about the Blue Nile. It, do you know you know when you're about the age of like when, when you start becoming really conscious about music and you start looking at your 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 parents' record collection, you start borrowing records from from people in the family. I think it was about the age of like 16 my uncle gave me a, gave me a pile of CDs and he said listen go and go and have a listen to these about so five or six CDs and I'd heard them it was like Oasis a couple of, a couple of stuff I didn't like maybe a Rolling Stones, legs Zeppelin so on. So bands that you're familiar with. Yeah. But then there's this one by by the Blue Nile and I'd only ever heard of the Blue Nile. Hats was in Q Magazine, this is from like the, the was it the nineties, early two thousands. It was like the the fifty greatest British albums of all time and Hats right. was in there. So I'd known of the band but I'd never listened to him. So it was like, right, brilliant, thank you very much. And I went and put it on. And Over the Hillside's the first song in it. And you get that. Synthetic drum beat to it, yeah, yeah, and these really ice cold strings coming over the top with this sort of real, like, palm muted staccato guitar. Um, and then Paul Buchanan, the singer, his voice comes in, and you get this extraordinary juxtaposition of this, like, really cool synthetic, synthesized music, and Paul Buchanan's voice, who's like such warmth and such humility. And and it seems like a lot of life experience. It sounds a weird, but there's like the, what he's saying. He's carried a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I just found like listening to that that that, that juxtaposition was just uh, incredible. And the way the song goes on, and it it almost becomes triumphant mm-hmm. towards the end. as the the more strings come in, There's a there's a trumpet playing in the background, and it's just it absolutely gets bagger and bagger beautiful and piece of music. And yeah. it's hats. If I listen to that. It'd be about twenty nine 20 years ago probably 15 16 17 years ago and hats has been my, my favorite album ever since i really? absolutely love it
0: yeah well brilliant. one thing i noticed i listened to the full album and i noticed that it's actually although there's only seven songs on the album but each song is pretty long i think there's only one track that's less than five minutes long so is that not a problem for you you don't have a problem listening to like really long songs? No, no, no. some folk don't really like that and
1: well, there's different different moods you know like for instance when i started playing guitar the strokes album came out you you would you'd have been about one at this this yeah, point I'm really, I'm really right. sure <laughs> and it was at a time where my family got telly west broadband put in and one of the channels you got with telly west broadband was mtv2 and so we would come home from school and MTV Two would be on all the time. Was just music videos, like alternative bands. So all yeah. these nineties music, all these, so many different bands. And um, that's the Strokes were on there. And the Strokes, you know, it's like sort of like two, three minutes. Like, like yeah, all, all killer, no filler. Pop, brilliant for it is the Blue Nile. though, I think that's all about. I think it's all about emotion. Every song to me feels like a like a really like big heartfelt gesture. And I think that's that comes down to to Paul Buchanan, uh, is singing, just a tremendous singer. Like I'm sure when they played live, the Blue Nile, he would do like covers of "Strangers in the Night," right? So like standards because he's yeah. got like a crooner, you know, yeah. he's got that sort of voice. And I I I think that, that 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 the sort of mood they would go for is just it reminds me of I would say hats. It's like. You ever been down like Byers Road at about like two in the morning on a yes. sort of like a uh, uh, autumnal night where it's it's a wee bit damp and it's a wee bit foggy, but it's mm-hmm. quite like a warm night.
0: That to me is what hats sounds the perfect like. Perfect soundtrack. Yep. No, I know. I like I just, it. Just, it's, just music. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I listened to the third album, and the thing I liked about it, like although I was saying the tracks are quite long, I think it was good that they only make it seven tracks because you have some bands mm-hmm. like I'm trying to thinking like a not a comparable band, but maybe like a tame in parlor or something for a current mm. band who have these big massive like 14 track albums where each song is like six minutes and sometimes I just find that a bit hard to like engage with that sort of music you know, it feels a bit, a bit too much for what it is it's just too too much going on but I think that's kept it perfectly
1: like, I listened to Taylor Swift's new album earlier in the week, last week brilliant, right. Taylor Swift's new album's excellent really really good <laughs> it was like it's like 16 songs and you're thinking geez oh that's that is quite a slog to get through yeah um, so I think seven songs. I think seven songs is a is great. I mean, that was about like what thirty-five minutes long. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the it's the perfect length. And I just think that it feels to me a bit like a concept album. think Over the hillside, finishing work and going home. Like like past all these like like you're going the, past all these people that are heading into the city and you're going home when it, the album finishes. The Saturday night and Saturday night's got the line an ordinary girl can make the world all right. And I just think that's just a that's just a really really nice that's a really that nice name, yeah. lyric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's just great music. And and the Blue Nile, I mean, were not prolific. You probably get up on them. They released yeah. four albums in twenty years, in fact, even that, longer yeah. than twenty years. You know, they were really were not prolific. But the first two albums, especially like a Walk Across the Rooftops and Hats, are are ten out of ten albums. If you like Hats, go and listen to a Walk Across the Rooftops. That's that's slightly different. Right, That is is sort of like I say, more like electronic, that more synthetic sound, mm-hmm. but just extraordinary band, and it's a it's a shame that they they don't make music anymore. I think there was a falling out between them around like fifteen, sixteen years ago after their final album came out, and they never they never did anything Quite after that. know Paul back, Buchanan yeah. uh, released a, a solo. As an album, but the songs all kind of felt like like
0: fragmentary. They, they didn't right. feel finished. Yeah, it's, um, I just kind of chucked in almost.
1: Ah, like they could if he, if he, they were about fourteen songs and it's something like that, and you kind of feel as though if he if he fleshed it out, he'd have a really really good album. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're they're a wonderful wonderful band, the the, the Blue Nile, and just like I say, not a lot of people have heard of them, and no, you're quite happy good, about man. that, but you're also. Yeah.
0: Please listen I know, just, the I, know. <laughs> no, I know I'm enjoying it I like that It's a good first choice Right For your second song then What have you went for?
1: I went for More Than This By Roxy Music
0: So why did you wait for this song then?
1: This song I remember first hearing Roxy Music when I'd been at primary school. <laughs> remember my mum would pick me up from our, our childminders after after school, and she had like the best of Brian Ferry and Roxy Music. So there's been some fantastic songs in there like uh, Tokyo Joe, Same Old Scene, Angel Eyes, Over You. Oh yeah, I mean these are just just great. Sort of like late seventies, early eighties. Like like pop, elegant pop. That's the thing. Because Brian Ferry, you know, quite a quite a classy sort of yeah. sort of there's all so there's a, a big degree of um, sophistication to, mm. to 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 um, But the the one that always stuck out for me is is more than this, and always always loved the song. Just everything about it. Just that that sort of the the guitar chords, the 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 textured synthesizers, the Everything, just a, a brilliant song, but the, the song reappeared, it must have been about 2002, 2003, 2004, in the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto Vice City, yeah. say, and, yep. and some of the best bits, the, the radio stations, you know, the, the, these, the Grand Theft Auto games are incredible, but the radio stations kind of
0: give it that extra uh, weight. Ah, always bumps it up a little bit, yep.
1: And on one of the radio stations was um, Roxy Music's More Than This, and just in a cheetah stolen cheetah, Driving down like Starfish Island with this player in the background, just just brilliant. And it's just it's just a, it's a great song. And, and for a while, it would have been my it was my favourite song. Uh, really? It's just not anymore. But it is a song that that hold in so high regard. I hadn't listened to it for a while, but I put it on uh, before we got going, and I I had goosebumps just 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 listening to how how good it is. It's just I ah, just a a great vibe. You know when yeah. the singing stops about.
0: I was going to say halfway through. It just yeah, over halfway, halfway and it's just instrumental I mean, the full way out yeah it's just instrumental
1: but it doesn't that doesn't feel egregious or self-indulgent it's no. you know we talk about blue now you talk about moods mm-hmm. and it just that's the that's sort of the mood that song needed to have that instrumentation at the end and i think it's Phil Manzera i think that was the guitar player's name in Roxy Music yeah like his guitar work on it is just fantastic it's so subtle it's so low key and so underplayed, but because of, uh, because of that, like his wee guitar, so it's not even a solo. It's just a like a licks in, yeah, aye. a couple of wee licks in at the end, and it's just, it's just, it's just lovely. And I like listening to that when you're driving. You, you just, it's, I think it's a good driving song, if you, particularly at night. Driving song, at night, if you're going down the motorway, a quiet motorway with that playing, it's just, ah, it's just
0: great, and it just it sort of reminds me of being young and and playing playing video games. It's kind of both these songs you've chosen. They are kind of like mood songs. And they're not just the mm. sort of songs that you would just chuck on and they find It's almost as if you need like a specific sort of setting to just listen to them and really enjoy them fully, I think. Like like you uh, see that I kind think... of dark night just driving, like both of them mm-hmm. are like kind of get that vibe. It's just strange think, how that... to it
1: I think you'd definitely say about the blue Nile. You you wouldn't chuck the blue Nile on. I think you've got to uh, be in a certain mood to listen mm-hmm. to the blue Nile, But more than this was like a a hit single for for rock music aye. And that that did quite well on the the charts. But it's it's easy to you know it's easy to see why there, there were. I think that was at the uh, that that was the band at the peak. They split up not long, long after that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think excuse me for me as as like lush elegant pop music. That's as that's really the, the the sort of the high watermark for it. Yeah. And you can combine just like a a great song, like a hit song, but adding so much, like just lushness and and, and the, the texture. It's just i just 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 so so good. And it's like I say, Brian Ferry's vocals are are sensational, but Phil Manzanera on the the guitar is uh, mm-hmm. he's he's the hero in that yeah. song. He's I got hero. to
0: say, like it's it's so cool how like. All the parts to the song, they might all be quite simplistic, but when, you, like, say, and it's something you were saying as a guitar player you love, when you layer them all together, it's yeah. like the parts become so much stronger and just bigger sounding than maybe they actually are if they were just Aye, it's on like, their you know, own.
1: You know, like. You're right. See, if at the end of that song, like, like Manzanera decided to, to wheel up and do a big guitar solo, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, it, it doesn't need that. Everything yeah. he's doing is just, so like, say, solo key. A couple of wee licks in it. can tell us a Stratocaster he's playing as well. I yeah. think you can, nice you can hear it like, nice, uh, yeah. it's the, the the tone, but it's just that's it completely under under place what he's doing. And I was quite like that um, about the guitar. I was like playing the guitar, be able to use your effects. Mm-hmm. I think tells the song better than being technically like yeah, shredding yeah. And, and tapping and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff I mean that's personal preference I can like, listen to Led Zeppelin and, mm-hmm. and and all sorts but for my personal preference has been able to, 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 to do different things with the guitar unexpected and I think that's the song that after Brian Ferry's finished you'd expect him to wheel up with like like a slash in the video yep. from November rain. You <laughs> I know? just standing in the does, rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he does he does the complete the complete opposite of that and just yeah. just like it, it's, it's a mood. I know that's mm-hmm. a sort of like a, a sort of not a
0: definitive a broad answer, statement, but, but yeah, no, I, a mood. I'm a mood mood. I know not as, <laughs> that was always a thing. It was like I don't know if it's the same for you, but whenever I get taught to play guitar it was always like the word they always used to use, I hated it, but it kind of makes sense in this context, was like tastefulness. Just always use things that are mm. tasteful for the song, you don't need to overdo it, you yeah. don't need to try and show off, just be tasteful and it'll always work out better and sound better. And I think 100%. that's what that song does perfectly.
1: Yeah, 100%, that's t- tasteful is a good word. Um, I think there's perhaps when you're, I'm trying, when I started playing bands when I was younger, you wanted to show how good you were. I think yeah. that, that was probably because you, you felt quite confident in what you were doing. So you wanted to play as many notes as possible. But playing the bass, try to play like really complex bass runs under what you're doing. You don't want to play root notes. You don't just want to follow the chords. You want to do something different. But then as you start, as you know, playing for the song and, and, and tasteful is the the right word to get the best out of it. You know that's it. Play play for the song. Does this song need uh, triplets and slap bass solo? <laughs> Does it really need it? Exactly. Probably like, not. Probably Who knows? Maybe, maybe like Phil Manzanera campaigned to have no. a base solo <laughs> in there. You know, maybe he did. Who knows?
0: It was for the best that it wasn't there anyway. No. <laughs> anyway, so that's your second song. So, what's your final song choice?
1: The final song choice is a sort of homecoming by U2.
0: So, same as I've said before, why this track? I,
1: I, I, I was talking to a mate the other day, and, and he was like, you're just one of those people that says everything's shit. You don't like something <laughs> that's popular. You, yep. you were like you were talking to Still Game, for instance, and he said, you don't like Still Game because loads of people think it's great. I said, it's got yeah. nothing to do with it. My favourite band is U2, and it doesn't really get much bigger than, than having U2 as yeah. favourite band. So that that's my that's my response yeah I don't just because i don't find uh, like still games things that are great, popular I like,
0: funny yeah I have to enjoy exactly
1: i like you too um but you too is my 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 stepbrother. i've mentioned like i played in bands and my i was, i played in the, the the band my stepbrother, my stepbrother kippy played the electric guitar in the band he's a fabulous guitar player absolutely superb guitar player you talk about tastefulness he was he was the, the king of, the it. King of it. really understated like could do all this the fancy stuff but but really, ever did and, and right. really, ever need to just wanted the singer to be as uh, a BI. Yeah. But he came, he'd gone to America on holiday with his dad, and he came back with the Unforgettable Fire on CD. I'd been about 14 or 15 at a time, and this is before you've got a concept of like albums, like a collection of songs that comes out every year and it's released worldwide. Yeah, but he had Unforgettable Fire, and I think because he got it from America. I thought, wow, this is this must be really special. Yeah, you could like- only <laughs> get this album in America, rather than it being one of like U2's landmark releases. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> in the, they were like a, a massive band when, when when this came out. But I remember him saying, "Listen, listen to this," and he put it on. And the first song, in fact, all the, the three songs I picked are the first songs on their respective albums. But he put on "Unforgettable Fire," and you get. The way it starts, you get that clatter of Larry Mullen's songs. That's some of Larry Mullen's best performances as in in this song. just like real, like, tribal sounding, almost. Like the way he's he's moving, like, between his snare and his toms, and you get this this incredible rumble. But the best bit in the song comes immediately after that. It's when The Edge brings his guitar in. And when you think of The the Edge, when people think of of that classic U2 sound, they think of, like, Where the Streets Have No Name or, or Pride, in the name of love—it's that big stratcaster yeah, again, right, sort of on the, the middle middle and uh, br- bridge, bridge pickup—that that, to get to get that sound. Yeah. And it's all like loads and loads of delay in it to get that that, that, that sound. That's mm-hmm. what you think of your classic u two sound. But this this was the first collaboration that you two had with with Brian Eno. You know, yeah, and was he was really cool yeah. to sort of push the band sonically into new realms. And and with a sort of homecoming when you get that first guitar chord. Like prior to that, U two had been a punk band. In mm-hmm. their last album before that was War, and that oh, had Sunday yes. Bloody Sunday and New Year's Day in it. I can only imagine what it was like at the time to be a big U two fan and follow them from Boy, October, and War, and then the move that they made to to the Unforgettable Fire. And the song going that first chord, it does feel like you're being pulled into another world. It's incredible. Adam Clayton's bass over over it as well, and the the musically, it, it just feels sonically. It's just absolutely incredible. I remember listening to it thinking, Fucking hell, this is this is so good. This this is just like like just a piece of music. Really, really good. And then Bono's singing comes in and Bono's it's an absolutely superb performance by him. He starts off he's, he starts off like he's about an eight or a nine. Yeah, and, and by he... the song's finished, I mean he's gone past Aye. ten.
0: <laughs> he's really... Yep.
1: He's he's gone past eleven. Oh. <laughs> he, he's, gone, he's gone well past eleven, but by the by the end of it and it's it really uh, Unforgettable Fire is my favourite U2 album uh, because they they really flirted the, with like sort of Celtic music a wee bit on it mm-hmm. like I say Brian you know, really challenged the band and took them out of their comfort zone really pushed the band into new new di- directions Direction, and yeah. I think that, that sort of, we're sort of homecoming the, that is that that is in terms of an album that's a really really bold opening for an album given what you two had been prior to that and it just yeah just just extraordinary piece of music and there's times that you can still listen to it and, and just think my goodness like what the creative process and and pulling this together yeah is, is extraordinary that sound that soupy such a, rich a big sound. sound.
0: Yeah, it's such a big that's what I was thinking. It was it was a nice link as well when it obviously Roxy Music and Brian, you know I was gonna say that it was the first album. But yeah, of course I, did, I, did. I was quite I know I was thinking. I thought it was intentional, but oh well, <laughs> even better. No, I was kind of shocked as well though, like listening back to how different you two sounded. Because when I think about you two, I just think of like first of all, I was thinking of that shit collaboration they done with Green Day. The cover of the Saints is coming. That gets played. Oh, the Saints are Park. Oh my fucking yeah. god! I hate that song. I hate it. But I just think of, like <laughs> the, the classic like U2 songs. Like, say, Streets of No Name and all that. But Boy, the first album, I think, is it's like a proper like post-punk album. Like it sounds nothing like what I expect yeah. or what I think about U2. I, that that you know,
1: some you're, you're absolutely right. I think that there's U2. Perhaps over the past YouTube been going for like more than forty years. You know, boy came out uh, forty years ago. YouTube been going a long time, and I suppose you could say the last probably the last 18, 19 years creative, creatively haven't been great for them. Yeah, there's been a, a few missed albums have been so-so. The uh, Songs of Innocence that they released, the iTunes on, album. That was, you know, so I can see I can see the thinking behind it. I reckon, and perhaps shows a lot of Bono's ignorance. He probably thought this is a great idea. Folk yeah. will love this. We, they're getting an f- album for free. free album. Not really on that. One, people don't really like U2. And two, especially, people don't like stuff being put on their mobile forced devices.
0: Forced
1: on them, yeah. For, forced on them. So there, there, there's, there's that sort of stuff like like in terms of in terms of U2. However, between like 1980 and 2000, U2, just extraordinary. I've used that word a lot. Just, just, uh, just a great band. And, the way the bands change, you right when you say you talk about you two coming out the shadow of of punk and and boy is a very good album. Boys, boys are really good album, some great songs in it. and and mm-hmm. October October was quite a challenging period for the band. There was actually at one point Bono and the Edge were thinking of leaving the band to join a Christian sect.
0: All right. Yeah, i that's, I never that's, that's no, that's no, just...
1: and so a lot of the songs are quite, they're, they're quite spiritual, quite religious. Right, yeah, yeah. On top of that, Borno had a, a, like a whole notebook worth of lyrics that were stolen or they went missing, right. they were stolen from like a, a briefcase at a, a gig somewhere. And then they did, then there's War, and War's yeah. like a big album, it's got like, do you said, Sunday, Bloody Sunday, Bloody Sunday, Sunday and yeah. New Year's Day. And I'm sure at that point, Borno said the band did, they played that gig at Red Rocks as well for Under a Blood Red Sky, and at that point, you 2 or like, I'm sure everyone said, we knew we were going to be the biggest band since The Who, we just needed to do something something exactly. different, yeah. and The Unforgettable Fire was, it's like a sideways step in a regard, because like you say, we've talked about like Brian, you know, we've talked about them being taken out of their comfort zone, embracing Celtic music, embracing sonic textures. Yeah. You talk about mood music, there's a lot of songs in that u up about mood songs, there's an instrumental 4th of July. Yeah. Promenade as well is a sort of like a, a lovely wee song. But that album, because that, that, that sideways step they took, that allowed them to to kick on and make The Joshua Tree. Yeah, which is awesome, yeah. And The Joshua Tree is like, like a brilliant album that's yeah. got some great songs in it. And then they did Rattle and Hum, and Rattle and Hum was the sound of a band disappearing up their own arse. They became a wee bit too... Like try to teach the yeah. Americans how to be American, yeah. as, as I'm sure it was at the time. But then they pop? they changed tack, and then they made Acton Baby, Acton and, Baby and Acton yeah. Babies. Acton Babies great. Zeropa, is amazing as well. Zeropa's very underrated. And pop, pop's not great, but it's uh, it's interesting ideas on it. Some good songs. That's the they made pop. Sorry, they um, had in the process of recording pop and booked a world tour. So they were like up against it to try and get this album yeah, finished. We've uh, so got a, a, a tour booked. Yeah. So that's why the album kind of sound about half-baked. But mm-hmm. no, you two, uh, I talk about, as you can probably tell, I can talk about <laughs> 1980s <laughs> to 2000s, you yep. two, I could talk about all day.
0: No, I like that. I never knew about the, the Christian sex stuff and that. That was quite cool. I never, no, it's no interesting. That, if you go eh? and read,
1: the, go and read the, uh, about October on Wikipedia, that sort of gives you an introduction. There's other links that will take, mm-hmm. take you into to, to, to more reading about it. No, that's cool. No, I like that.
0: So all of the tracks you've chosen are sort of 80s music. Would you say, is that the sort of period of music that you would say was your favourite Time period for music, or do you like so much more, and you've just chosen them for this? Or
1: you know something that I, 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 must be? I didn't think about it until like I'd sent them over to you uh, yesterday. I Thought well, things here, they're all from the, they're all from the nineteen eighties. I I don't know. I I think it's at that bit where I think the the eighties are quite fetishised now. You know, yeah. you get sort of like eighties rivals, a lot of bands that that incorporate the sort of eighties into their into their sounds. Sound. I think then it's it was just done unironically that's the way that the music sounded they they were at the frontier mm-hmm. you know you they, they were just looking forwards not not looking uh not looking backwards i suppose the only song in there that you could really time stamp is 1980s is more than this mm-hmm. i think the other two i've got a bit like so sort of home Kong. like I say is a bit more rootsy in fact don't forget fire the the remastered version it comes with a bonus disc right and there's a Daniel Lanois, the engineer, he did a remix of it and it really sounds it sounds exactly, it like, 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 like sort of yeah. Irish yeah. folk music. Um but I I d I don't know. Just I suppose like pushing technology synthesizers as well. I found I've always found that that really interesting. Like trying to push the push music in and New and different uh directions, it's fine. Yeah. I, like re- yeah, I like reading about that, I like reading about mm-hmm. like favorite albums and reading how they were made. Like yeah. one of my favorite albums is like Station to Station by David Bowie, and he can't even remember making it. He was off his <laughs> he, he was, was living off tree. a diet of cocaine, peppers, and milk. And it's like, can you imagine that? You imagine it's like Station to Station, there's like six songs in it. To me, that's like life affirming, life changing music. And he can't even, he can't even remember. <laughs> I know, he's like, he's, I, he, he, on Wiki, he, the Wikipedia page, for it's really interesting. He, he, he The quote of him is like oh, I was in Los Angeles, I know that it was in Los Angeles because were photographs of me there at the time.' <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: bother, that's the most
1: remember
0: doing it uh, Amazing, I know. No, well that's cool, that's good. It kind of wraps up the musical selections, but what we'll do now is we'll move on and just have a wee chat about yourself and some other things that you're involved with. You've been presenting a view from the terrace and obviously we say the reception's been amazing two seasons. So you kind of mentioned it at the start, but the football season this year is a bit all over the place, but yeah. returning in October, is that the plan so far? Or? I
1: think so. Touch, touch with nothing. Nothing is confirmed. We'll say that. It could be taken off the table. Um, so I don't want to say anything like, like definitive, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the talks have been, been positive. I think that the, the guys at BBC Scotland were pleased with how the show had gone, how we'd followed direction, followed their notes, followed their their guidance. And the show had, like, viewing figures hadn't been, not like Dirty Den serving Anne's The Divorce Papers, sort (laughs) of like viewing (laughs) figures. But solid, like, respectable viewing figures. And I think the show had become a bit of a, about a cult classic, yeah, like the Blue Nile, except yeah. <laughs> instead of just uh, I wish everyone would watch it, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it be, it'd be amazing. <laughs> um, but the viewing was good. So, the, the, the COVID 19, the, the pandemic happened at a really bad time because we were sort of on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, coming back, if we do come back, it will be at the same time the lower leagues kick in, yep, which is middle of October, touch wood, like If it does come back, it'll be, it'll be around then. And one of the big challenges this year is the fact that we've got nobody who supports a top flight team and it will well, heart and only <laughs> be <being> relegated. Hart. <laughs> yeah. we yep. right, so we've got loads, loads of coverage of the championship. I actually just become the championship, <laughs> the championship. show yep. by, with me <laughs> jobbing about in league two. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to get going again. You know, we've we having a discussion about it next week where so we've got been given sort of homework, as it were, to Filling our ideas for for new new things going forward, and it's just been great fun doing it again. I've yeah. really got the really got the buzz for it. With this, the football season coming back this weekend, and listen to the the terrace podcasts about the new season. they have done season previews; they're all really really interesting, and just I cannot wait to get going again. You know, just to to be able to go at local view and to to watch Stennis Muir run out, and like you know, some I would take a five nil against Albion take Just, to see, just yep. to see them again. Just to see them again and to the people. It's a shame. I mean, it's a Group's got quite a small support and uh, sadly a, a couple of supporters passed away during the pandemic, uh, which is a, a, a terrible shame. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing everyone get, and remind yourself of yeah, that, um, that sense sure. of family. And it's yeah. the same with a, a view for the terrace. You know, when you speak to the guys every day, just have not actually... I've seen Robert seen. Borthwick, uh actually so I've seen I've seen Robert, but I've not seen anyone else. Um so I'm just looking forward to get going again. You know, you mi- you yeah. miss it. No, no, you
0: you definitely. Really, really miss it. I think everybody says that though. They'll take the five nil skirning just to see them until it actually happens and then would you're you cursing t- yourself.
1: So if your first game back, the you can you can it's a two-one defeat to Connor's key nomads, would you take it?
0: Oh, mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sad you brought that up again to be honest. I don't know. I'll say I'll say yes. I'll say yes, but I but
1: yeah. that's can you just imagine how good when, when when fans are allowed back in the ground the sound the sound that'll come when the kick off like the kick off when the, for the whistle is just gonna just gonna be brilliant. And like watching it, watch the games down in England and uh, you follow English football. I think it's hard not to follow English football just given how the size of it and television, yeah. you know, but it's it's not the same. I think you can with the, the amount of money that's getting chucked around there, it's it's not really the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just want to see Queen's Park and I want to see. Honest Anand players and, and just, just yeah. Aye. Good honest ladies. <laughs> <Sorry, man. laughs> the classic the that, the Billy that is a good honest Scottish <laughs> boy. Just being <laughs> the best. That's that's yeah. all that's all I want to see, man. But I know I think a lot of people, man, just it's like the pandemic's just been a. I just, just a gone for a lot of things you know you mm-hmm. miss the football miss seeing your friends but it's the same there'll be millions of people around the world will all have their own levels of yes. disappointment and hardship and said at the top of this thing we've been very lucky able to more or less continue as normal-ish yep. you know i have not yep. lucky to see I've, I've not been all that badly affected yeah, by yeah affected
0: it. too badly yeah and then just quickly before we go am I right in saying that you I don't know if you're still doing it but you were the stadium announcer
1: Still doing it, man. Still still doing still it. Still doing doing it. it. Yeah. Hope so I hope I've got I mean, nobody said anything That's otherwise.
0: Gonna, uh, <laughs> you say you've not been affected until <laughs> <then> we don't <laughs> need you still anymore. Got somebody, uh. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody
1: younger and better looking into <laughs> I was saying we doing it now. We coming up. We five years in November. I've been nice. doing it. I was asked to fill in. The guy who the guy who does it uh, Waldo, his wife is, was a nurse and her shifts changed, so he couldn't do it every Saturday. Right. So he asked me to, I was like, of course. And the very first thing was like, I'm going to get the team running out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. music. I was Austin's going to say, yep, yep, That yep. was the, that that. the very, very first thing. <laughs> I mean, this, these guys are coming out to Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music. And it's, the, the, unfortunately, the players, the, the, the CEO came to me at the, about a year ago and said, just want to change things up. What have got a fan engagement there well, the players are going to come together and pick a selection of songs, and that'll be their run-out music. Right. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's a good idea to get fan engagement. And but don't fuck with a Steve Austin team, Jim. No, well, <laughs> they, they, they went, the, the public vote was for This Is The One by uh, the Stone Roses. The same music that Man United come out yeah.
0: with. And, and about and, 40 million other football teams. But uh, I thought, this is this. So
1: when we go back, it'll we'll be back to Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin. However... <laughs> I've what the Arsenal Football Club have been doing. They've come out to they came out to Triple H's music. I've seen that, aye. Uh, yeah, and I I've thought seen that uh, they're they're tweeting the WWE. Obviously Arsenal Worldwide Football yeah, Club, WWE yeah. Worldwide thing. So when the Arsenal tweet at WWE, they're going to take notice. Little
0: Stenny, exactly. Stenny's been there for years, not interested them for five years. I know <laughs> the battle wee man. I know. No, that's, it's good. You know, it's I'd be I'd be
1: going to the games anyway. So, it's, it's a good chance to, like, like, say it's like you're working for the club. You're not really working. You know, you're... Uh, yeah. the only downside, a of the only, aye. The only downside about it is that when the teams score, I'm in this wee room by myself. And you'll know that, see the feeling of watching our team score?
0: Yeah.
1: All you want to do is just jump about with people that are experiencing the same emotion as yep. you. Like, when we played Falkirk, for instance, I was in there, in that glass room. It's like, you want to be... Going why You beat Falkirk 4-2 you want to be jumping about yeah. with people. This, this doesn't happen yeah. very often, so you want to share those emotions. That's, that's the only downside to And sometimes yeah. people stand up in front of the window. Other than that, <laughs> other than that <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. It's just last season was just a bit of a shiter.
0: Aye, probably,
1: the, probably the worst. Aye, since I've been following Sten, I think that's been the, the worst. The worst it's been. Worst this season,
0: aye. Gee, yeah. you hopeful for better next season or this season coming?
1: Hard to say because of the, you know, there's... Haven't put a squad together yet. Yeah. We've got about nine or ten players signed up. The spine of the team looks good. I the mm-hmm. spine of the team looks good. The guys that we've uh, retained are certainly well stocked up front. Need a couple of defenders, basically, not a new midfield. So we'll wait and see that. I think it's I look at that division. I think every team will fancy themselves as going for the top four. Yeah, I think that for even breaking like the the, the sort of the. The the, the laughing stock over the last <laughs> few years, Breakin Albion Rovers, Annan Cowden, they all fancy themselves as, as Stranraer str- top four, top four teams. Such a unique
0: teams. season. Everybody will just kind of be going for it, I think. Yeah. Aye,
1: big big difference though in League Two this year's Queens Park. They've yeah. gone, we've gone full time. It. Yeah, if they, they have. It's like Mister Raymond McKinnon has uh, seems to want to sign all the guys that got in the sack at Falkirk. Yep. I find which I find quite <laughs> interesting, but it's most exciting project in the, the SPFL, anyway, mm-hmm. is, at, is at Queen's Park. And then the, the main thing is, is one thing trying to finish in the top four, but avoiding finishing in, in last place. Because I think beneath the SPFL, particularly in the Lowland League, there are some pretty handy-looking sides. Yeah, Kelty. Yeah. He's Kel- got Ride this Hearts. season
0: as well. He's got Ryd this and Darren O'Day. No, yeah, down Paul we, Payton, sorry and, and uh, the
1: Paul Payton, Chris Erskine's gone there Chris Erskine, yeah. as well. I mean, he's only 33 So you'd imagine, on paper, these like good So there's no sure things, of course You know, these guys are making a, a big drop yeah. so It'll be interesting to see how, how they get on But on paper, look at Kelty Hearts last season Scudding teams like 5 and 6 nil yep. every Other every weeks. week So yeah. it's just a, I, felt, I felt a bit bad for those teams In that you can finish top of the division But you don't get the chance to should sure compete for fans to to get into the yeah. SPFL, which was a which is a shame, but I'm sure sure they'll go again. There's needs reconstruction. We're going. I know we're going on a different topic. <laughs> but there, needs, there needs to be reconstruction to ease the movement because it, between the yeah. divisions, because it's very anxious. I think for a lot of teams, if you go down, you're not going to come back up. Yeah, yeah. And other teams are spending a lot of money. It's like, well, what's the point if, if we, we can't if actually we can, go up? If we can't go up, you yeah. know. I well, that's, like I say, that's a, that's a discussion. Yeah, we'll, <laughs>
0: we'll save it for there. But no, I wish you the best of luck, hopefully. Thank it's you. A, and a decent season. Yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully, Colmarnock can kick on, maybe get a wee cup in there, another top six finish. Uh,
0: you never know. I'm not confident, <laughs> but uh, you never know. Maybe cautiously optimistic. <laughs> but no, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate no, it. No, brilliant Jordan. I really enjoyed that. I agree. Really thank you very much
1: for asking me. That's awfully kind of you. Thank you.
0: No problem, mate. Yep. So that wraps us up this week. So if he's want to he follow us on Instagram to keep up to date with the latest guest, then you can do that. It's at TuneChat and Podcast, and the Twitter is at TuneChat. And we've got some really good guests lined up in the next few weeks, ones that I'm really excited about. So keep your eye on that. And catch you after. Bye bye. Open mouth, didn't know what to say.